outside the off stump. Oh, he's caught it! I don't believe it! Tom Kohler Cadmore has caught the most magnificent catch at short third man. It's the end of Daniel Sams, and Somerset have won the Vitality Blast 2023. They've bowled Essex out for 131. Merry Christmas, you're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. This is the Somerset Cricket Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd. Joining me this evening, I've got Dan Kingdom, digital guru for Somerset CCC, Ben Warren, club president, Sir Peter Wanless, and the voice of cricket on BBC Radio, Somerset, Anthony Gibson. Gents, how are we all doing? We've got all our presents. Yeah, yeah all, all right. set, to go. I have to say that uh, my Twitter prediction came true, and Sir Peter is modelling that incredible... Somerset Hawaiian shirt, which is now available from uh, from the club website and uh, in person uh, from Richard Bryce at Somerset County Sports. If you haven't seen it, jump on the uh, on the shop section of uh, SomersetCountyCC.co.uk. It is an absolute belter, and I hope I've got one waiting for me under the trees. I'm sure Dan, Anthony, and Ben do uh, as well. Um, shall we crack on then? Because we've got a rather packed agenda for uh, for December since we last recorded about a month ago it's been a, a busy old uh, few weeks uh, down at Taunton and uh, also at the uh, ECB Towers in their selection meetings but uh, yeah after we uh, finished recording about uh, four or five weeks ago uh, I think it was a day or two days afterwards the news broke uh, that Tom Abel after seven years in post has uh, stood down as uh, cap- as uh, club captain, um, not unsurprising given that he's been in the in the the job for a while and uh, his his own form uh, particularly wasn't uh, where he wanted it to be last season. And also, if you if you kind of look at it, Somerset's championship form has dipped uh, in the last uh, couple of years, going from sort of runners up in 2019 and finalists in the Bob Willis Trophy. Um, in 2022 um flirting with relegation shall we say in in uh in the last couple of seasons um i mean gibbo you you're one of the tom's biggest advocates over his his tenure as captain how do you reflect on his uh his period in charge i think he's done a great job i mean he's he's the ultimate hyperactive captain um you know he was here there and everywhere he was leading by example he was you know, rushing up to have a word with his bowlers. He was, you know, talking to his bowlers about setting the field. I thought he was a brilliant captain, but I think seven seasons is long enough. And I suggested to him when I interviewed him at the at the end of the last game of the season that perhaps he ought to be thinking <laughs> about um, giving somebody else a chance. And <laughs> thankfully, I think. Well, I was going to say when he was on the pod giver, you had a word with him about opening the batting, and the next day against Kent, he uh, he strode out with yeah. uh, with Tom Lamanby, and then you have a word with him about getting standing down from the captaincy, and, uh, and next uh, in the next few weeks he does. I mean, can you potentially have a word with him about you know scoring two and a half thousand runs next year? And well, yeah. let's hope that he does. You know, that's a, he's a he's a lovely, lovely bloke, yeah. and I think he's done a really good job as captain and um he he personifies all that's best about somerset cricket i think you know he's he's such a nice guy plays attractive cricket he's he's polite um he's challenging you know he's he's just a really really good representation representative for somerset cricket 
Yeah, I mean, Ben, you you will obviously have dealt with Tom in a, a capacity um, as as a as a colleague, I suppose, uh, working for the club. I mean, he strikes me as a guy who doesn't put on that nice sort of persona when he's dealing with um, you know dealing with the media and dealing with with the fans. He he is a, a genuinely great ambassador for for the club. Oh yeah, without without doubt, yeah, he's he's done an incredible job on on the pitch, but. Um, also off it, the culture that he has instilled across the club, um, he's really led that. And you know, and I, you know, in the time that we've, we've he's been captain, I, I don't think he's ever said no to anything in terms of requests that we put on him, and does everything with a smile on his face and leads by example through everything from charity work to, you know, helping out with media requests. So yeah, I don't think anyone will ever say a bad word about. Tom Abel and he deserves all of the the accolades he's got because it was quite nice when when the announcement came the amount of um, people that were praising you know his time as as captain and yeah absolutely deserved and yeah I think like like everyone I hope that he can use it as a springboard to to go on and and score heavily over the next phase of his career. Harry's just popped on. He's wearing a lovely Christmas jumper. It's not quite. Uh... Oh, sorry to keep going back to that shirt, Pete, but it is absolutely amazing. <laughs> uh, you got a lovely Christmas jumper there, Pete. Harry. My face is over Pete. Oh, I can't got... see Pete. Pete, give it, us it, a twirl. You can't see. Ah, look at that. Yeah. yeah. Available Honestly, from you. the Somerset shop. Thank you for my Somerset card, yeah. Ben, and the team. Yeah, thank you for mine as well. I, I wrote, I had to write Stumpy as well in mine just so I could uh, <laughs> show it to Layla, and she got very excited about that. But. Uh, <laughs> So that yeah, um, Dan. I mean, I I the one thing that always sticks in my mind about Tom Abel is whatever match you were at, whether it was a blast game, one day game back in the day, or a championship game. The one guy in that ground who celebrated a Somerset wicket more than anybody was Tom Abel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember during you know during COVID, you know that just seeing on the stream you know he was you know sprinting across but he'd always make sure he did a little jump over the pitch you know to get to them but then obviously he had to you know hold back and not hug the player who took the wicket you know because of social distancing rules um yeah he's obviously incredibly committed obviously in the field he was so vocal um just the yeah, personifies somerset doesn't he through and through um yeah i think and tactically a good captain i think he's everything we really could have asked for and it's obviously really he really grew into the job um, obviously, he he learnt a lot in his first season. Um, obviously, dropping himself for that one game, you know, struggling with the bat, but you know he's he's he obviously learnt a lot from that and has really grown since, and obviously become a better cricketer um, in all formats. So, yeah, he's been a success. Led us to a you know a trophy in the One Day Cup. Led us to very very close to the championship. Not many other Somerset captains can can say that. Not many other Somerset captains have got that close to winning the championship before. So. Yeah, it's been a good rain, but I think it was. Yeah, it was. I was surprised by the announcement, but it makes sense. I think we were kind of due a change. We were kind of due a change relatively soon, so it came slightly out of the blue, but it makes sense. I think for him to stand down now. Um, Peter, I guess as, as club president, you probably had a few dealings with uh, with Tom in, in in that capacity. I mean, what what's your reaction to the news? I mean, it was as Dan said, not yeah. unexpected, but unexpected. No, I mean, I I'd echo what Ben says. I mean, he's just a supreme um, ambassador uh, for the club. Completely uh, professional. Uh, always got time for. 
uh, everyone. Now, I, I felt for him, at times he's been blameless, hasn't he, when our performances haven't been as we'd have wanted them to be. And you can see the pain and the burden that he carries on behalf of the fans and the team and the and the county. And you sort of feel like he's, he's had... Uh, yeah, we've had successes, but he's also had seven years of, of, of that. And it's fair enough to give someone else a go, uh, isn't it, really? So, yeah, I, I wasn't... Uh, I wasn't necessarily expecting it, but it, it makes perfect sense. And, and we've got options, haven't we, for uh, uh, for next season? It'll be interesting to see which way uh, they they choose to go. But uh, yeah, seven good years. And Harry, you've just uh, you've just joined us. What was your reaction to uh, uh, to Tom stepping down? Harry's gone very blocky. I'm there, everyone. Oh no, am I right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm late. I'm in a, a family Christmas too. I've just popped upstairs. Um, thanks for yeah. I mean, his years of service, Tom Aver. What a legend. I just the the way I always remember his captaincy is it was stupid clock in the morning the night after finals day two years ago. Do you remember when he played that he top edged that slog sweep, caught a deep square leg, and at four o'clock in the morning after having beers on the streets he was still talking through his top edge slog sweep and he wanted to get the job done and he's so competitive and you can't ask for a better bloke to his Mr Taunton Mr Somerset cricket amazing service yeah I was a little bit surprised but he's had a long stint and um, good luck to anyone who takes takes the role yeah I mean I I think I said it before on on this pod it was like my it sounds weird to say it's a, your favourite memory of him but um when he did that interview with you, Gibbo, after we'd been bowled out by Hampshire in a, a roundabout a session, and he and he just came out, and you could just tell that he was he was hurting, and he was you know just so so pissed off and angry and and everything, and he just felt like all the fans felt, you know, what I mean, if if he just come down, yeah, swan down in his flip flops or whatever, and go, oh yeah, it's not good enough, no, you know, we go again and whatnot, but. You know, you could just tell from his body language and his posture and, and the way he spoke that that he was hurt. And I think that for me is is what you want from your captain. It's what you want from any player who's uh, who takes the field for Somerset. That you know, he's just got that passion in him for the club. He's got the passion in him for the county. And he and really, if you were, you know, you were almost like Doctor Frankenstein in his lab trying to put together. The ingredients for a guy who you want to be captain of Somerset, Tom Abel, pretty much had all of the attributes that you wanted. Local boy, that Somerset DNA, talented player, good tactically, so enthusiastic and passionate about the club, and he's going to be very, very difficult to replace. But that's what we're going to try and do now. So, who's that? Who who am I echoing through? I think it might be. No, it stopped now. Okay. But try and replace him, we shall. So, here we are then, the six selectors of the next captain of Somerset County Cricket Club. Who is your choice? Ben? Do you want to... (laughs) 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 Me! I'm technically under contract with Somerset County Cricket Club, so I could do it. Um... Yeah, it's it's a really interesting one, isn't it? Because there are so many sort of candidates, but equally, there's not one that absolutely screaming out and saying, "I'm, I've been heir apparent for 
for kind of a couple of seasons. So any move they make will be a slightly kind of interesting call, but um, equally there's a lot of experienced heads in that in that group. There's a lot of good cricket brains in that group. So um, yeah, I was kind of down for TKC until he got called up to the IPL. I quite fancied a bit of TKC ball, but um, I don't think that will happen now. But um, you're just yeah. thinking about the views on the stream, aren't you? And all that YouTube money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, TKC was obviously in the mix, but yeah, he's been uh, called up to the IPL, which which we'll get on to later. I have heard from a very good source that the only player who's, who's really shown a decent deal of interest is Sean Dixon. Um, he's my bet. Yeah, he's I mean, I bit. think he would be a... I think he'd be a good choice there. The only kind of caveat you've got with, with Dixon is his place isn't necessarily guaranteed in the side. Well, they've been pretty loyal to him. They have, they they have been. But I, I, I'm just wondering how many, you know, he starts off with a poor run of form, couple two, you know, not great championship form, carried over from 2023. They could be in the in the position that they may be looking to make a change. I mean, Lewis. Yeah, they Gra- could. I mean, the other obvious one is Craig Overton, and he's Mark Davis's pick. So you know. But again, he's on you know he's on the fringes of the England setup at, at the moment. A couple of injuries, he could be right in the mm-hmm. thick of the England setup, you know, which would make make things difficult. I think Sean Dixon, who captained them pretty well in the in the fifty over competition, he's no Tom Abel. I think they missed Tom Abel's style of captaincy and that you know the the all the all action interventionist um, Tom Abel style. He's going to be a very hard act to follow. But if you want a sort of calm, uh, considered, experienced captain uh, who's not going to you know, make too many um, big mistakes, then I think Sean Dixon would be the obvious one, always provided he scores a few more runs. Mm-hmm. Lewis Gregory is another yeah, one. Yeah, if his fitness is up for it, if his fitness is up for it, then Lewis Gregory is surely a, a strong uh, candidate. I mean, here is a trophy-winning uh, captain who uh, others uh, have designs on. He's committed his future to us. I ruled him out because of his. He'll be rotated. He's not mm. going to. He's not going to play every game. He'll, he'll play every other game in the championship, and he'll captain them in in the blast and do a brilliant job as he did last season. But I don't see him as as captain in the county championship. Much though I think he'd be a brilliant captain. You know, if you're looking at that group group of players and who's the best captain in that lot, it's Lewis Gregory. Yeah. But I think other considerations rule him out. Harry, who's your money on? Well, who's your choice? Well, I, again, Gibbo said most of what I was going to say, to be honest with you. If Sean Dixon was guaranteed opening or going to... I don't know, you know, it's between three for Lammers, Andy Mead and Dixon for opening. And now with George Bartlett goes... Williams with TKC, Gregory. We're not sure on the top six. But the middle order, there's so many different options. But, uh, yeah, and I agree, Lewis Gregory, he's not going to play as an out-and-out batter. If he's not fit to bowl, then you can't really give it to Lewis Gregory if he's not going to be fit every game. So, I think you probably go Dixon, but TKC at the IPL takes him out of the equation. There aren't many outstanding candidates because there's so many injury worries and international call-up concerns. It's not going to be a simple decision, to be honest with you. 
My slightly left field pick, and I don't think it would necessarily be a bad pick at all, is Ben Green. But yeah, I'm going to say that today. He's not a regular in the in the side, so you'd have to you'd have to almost create a spot for him, maybe down at five or six somewhere. Um, just as more congestion to that sort of logjam of batters that we've got, but. But Shep, if everyone's one. fit, I'm looking at five to eight is ridiculously congested. You've got to get Rue, Gregory, Overton. Casey Aldridge is a proper bat now. Yeah. He's going to play. Will Sutherland. You know, Van Merwin's not going to play Red Bull anymore. Will Sutherland, of course, that five to eight is ridiculously strong. We're going to have a proper bat at number nine. Um, so Josh Davey as well. Gets the JD. Side. Yeah. He could bat seven Jake quite Ball's easily. going to have to bat 11. So... Yeah, I think he's going to end up being nine or ten. Craig, it could be nine if mm. if Gregory and Rue and Aldridge and Sutherland play. It'd be nice to have a season where we didn't have to score quite so many runs between five and eight, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Do you remember that game when seven, eight, nine all scored seventy odds? Was it March and Delanger, Josh Davy, and Van Dam? Uh, Leicester, wasn't it? A couple of thing. years ago. Yeah. 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 Ridiculous. Summer, uh, summed up Somerset the last ten years. Without a doubt. Um, so, what we go? For, we go for Dixon then. I think is is. It's... Well, I still think Overton might get it. Yeah. Well, should we? What's wrong with Craig Overton then? Because Craig has been groomed as potentially a future captain. He's been he's captained us a few times on a temporary basis. Um, he, he captained the off friendly a, a few years ago as well. I feel like they have they do see him as a future captain, and he's much more sure of his place than Dixon but obviously he's a bowler he isn't going to play every game I think England is probably behind him now but I, I think you never yeah, know that, that's the that's the, the worry with him yeah I mean, but that, the worry with him as I say he's not going to play every game because he's a bowler but I mean he's he's just he's, I feel like he's a natural leader he's just coming off this back up isn't he which um he's really mm. seems to be well ahead on his recovery from so if he's back and bowling, you know, sort of 2018, 2017, Craig Overton, he could be pushing his way back into the England squad because you know, I think, you know, it's fair to say he was bowling slightly, not necessarily within himself, but not as as well as he could because of all these little injury niggles that he was he was kind of living with throughout the season. So could potentially be back on England's radar. Um but then, if he is coming off this op, is he guaranteed to play every game? Are they going to manage him, manage his recovery? It's yeah. it's such a juggling act when you've um, when you've got a bowler as a captain. I always do think about bowler captains as well. Is they sometimes will lack that objectivity of when to take themselves off and and when's the right time to bowl themselves. I mean, you're you're the you know all about that, Gibbo. Sat in the commentary box calling for Tom Abel to bowl, and and he's maybe not you know doesn't feel like bringing himself on and he's looking around and seeing you know England internationals all all around the place and uh, and bowling them ahead of himself so I suspect it may be quite difficult if Craig was captain it may be quite difficult to get the ball out of his hand which is not necessarily a bad thing from you know <laughs> game wise but certainly from Craigo's long term fitness wise it, it may be um, but yeah it is good to see that Craigo's had that up now and he's he sees recovery's going pretty well Ben he's uh, what was the video doing that video sort of balancing on a kind of a thing yeah. and throwing balls against the wall or call stability I guess yeah I think I think everything's going 
going nicely for him. I think you know it's it's it was the right time to do the operation because um, I think he had some options to to maybe play in South Africa the franchise stuff. But um, hopefully he's um, he's got the timing right and should be should be good to go. Um, but yeah, we re- I think he is ready. You know, certainly ready to take on a new challenge within within, within his career. I think. Yeah, I think that, that that would be my only question. My only, you know, I, I just remember Andrew Flintoff bowling fifty overs at Lords when he was <laughs> captain about ten years ago, and I, and it sort of, I just have sort of visions of us trying to bowl a side out on day four and Craigo bowling forty five overs <laughs> nonstop from one end trying to take the wickets. But um, yeah, I, I think it'd be a good good, good shout. Well, we shall see. I mean, I, 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 there's, I, I presume it would just be announced when it's announced, Ben. There'll be uh... not nothing imminent, yeah. as far as I'm aware. But, 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 yeah, I think they, I think they want to get the right, the right candidate in, and probably they'll want to be that fairly soon into the new year. I would have thought so that 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 person's got a chance to sort of put their mark and get the, you know, because I think for the for the for the team, they'll they'll want that sense of direction, leadership right the way through pre-season into Abu Dhabi so yeah I wouldn't anticipate it being long into the new year before things are uh, tied up Any possibility of an overseas captain a la Graham Smith or um, uh, Chris Rogers Yeah it could could make sense I guess it's whether they go for the extra batter or Hmm. or whether they're going to Complement Will Sutherland with, a, with another bowler potentially if there's people available who didn't get sold in IPL auctions and things like that that might be available on they could go down that route. But um, I mean, there's no obvious there's no obvious local candidate, as it were. So if if you wanted to bring someone in from outside, this would be a good opportunity to do it. Just you know for a, for a season or a couple of seasons. I've done it before, and not without success either. Yeah, well, I. I think back uh, it was a bit of a different world back then. The game. I think that even getting any overseas over for the whole summer is, is a challenge. But getting one who's that was Chris Rogers. Chris Rogers was captain what 2016, yeah. and we nearly won the county championship. We would have done if he hadn't done that stupid declaration against Essex. <laughs> well, speaking of overseas captains, Middlesex, correct. I no, I was gonna I was gonna uh segue into Jamie Cox, which he teamed me up nicely for there. If you uh, haven't heard, Jamie Cox is uh, going to replace Gordon Hollins as uh, CEO of the club uh, in the next few months, dates uh TBC. But uh yeah, that was in a deluge, Ben, of incredibly optimistic and life-affirming tweets that, that came out last week yeah jamie cox uh has been appointed as the as the new ceo of course former somerset player cng winning captain in 2001 score of uh, bucket loads of runs and pretty much a club legend what an appointment what's an appointment uh peter were you uh involved in the selection process for that at all or was that uh, i was just... i was yeah yeah no i've sp- i feel like i've spent most of the last month working on Somerset stuff one way or another just keep that slightly quiet um, uh, to my uh, trustees um, but uh, yeah it's been a really 
thorough and challenging and interesting process. It was a hugely attractive role for a lot of uh, uh, very capable people and um, uh, more capable than the last podcast was suggesting it was between me, Tractor and Stumpy, I think. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, there was a much better field than that. And yeah, delighted that, um, that Jamie's uh, been, a, been appointed and clearly he's got, you know, fantastic Somerset pedigree He's got experience of bringing the women's and the men's game together in two different sports in uh, in Australia. Uh, he's been at Adelaide as uh, that ground was uh, redeveloped, transformed. Um, he's uh, had a big role at the MCC in terms of staging uh, major occasions to be real kind of memorable experiences for the supporters that go there. So there's a lot of boxes ticked in terms of what Somerset want and need and what I think our members and supporters are looking for uh, from the club. So I think you know Gordon's done a, uh, a great job uh, and, and Jamie's a really exciting appointment. So yeah, re re really pleased about it and looking forward to um, welcoming him to the club um, just as soon as we can extricate him from the MCC. And Guy Lavender. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, we talked about um, the the captaincy choice being a really difficult one. Was it the opposite when you were sort of looking through the candidates for the new CEO role? Jamie just the absolute standout candidate, just ticking all the boxes. Uh, it, it was a it, it's a really it was a really challenging um, process, competitive process, and uh, lots of great candidates uh, applied. And and I think with these. With these jobs, um, the job descriptions are are impossible. Uh, I mean, to be able to be brilliant at everything you need or could conceivably do um, to be the chief exec of a of a cricket club like Somerset is is uh, is a challenging ask. But as I say, he ticks loads of boxes, and he's a he's a great appointment. So. Uh, really looking forward to it but no I wouldn't say he was a shoe in and that's a great credit to the club that you know that a lot of people are interested in uh, in coming here and being a part of what we're trying to do is he bringing his pads as well just in case he needs to uh, yeah <laughs> to step in as an emergency opener yeah I hope so because he could potentially fill three of the roles that we've we've needed over the years a new CEO new captain and uh, yeah fill that opening slot He'd be a good president as well, actually, wouldn't he? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think our, I think our current one, uh, apart from his dress sense, is doing a pretty decent job. Yeah, he might not be able to carry off the shirts. That's true. <laughs> uh, Dan, what was your thoughts when uh, when the announcement came out that uh, Jamie Cox was uh, taking the reins? Um, I mean, yeah, I was happy. I mean, I I don't know much about his pass as an administrator really but as peter outlined um sounds like he has good credentials so um and i think obviously it's a it's a bonus that he knows the club uh and obviously it was i, I found it interesting actually very soon into michael barber's text his statement about it mentioned about bringing the women's and men's game together and jamie cox's experience of that because obviously there's been in the news recently this thing about the region's sort of being bought by the counties or the counties taking over the running of the regions and clearly we're going to be making a big attempt to take over western storm presumably if, if this is what's going to happen i mean i'm not i'm not particularly sold on this process um because it means a lot of the regions will 
you know, a lot of the smaller counties will become perhaps slightly alienated because the regions currently represent all the counties. They may not in future if the eight counties, eight regions become eight counties. Um, but Somerset, clearly, we have to go for it. We have to go for Western Storm, basically. So um, clearly, that's one of the. I assume that's one of the priorities um, for him. So, um, and it sounds like he's got experience of. You know, obviously in Australia, they have the, the teams are very um, matched over there. You know, South Australia that he's worked with, obviously South Australia men's and women's, the Adelaide strikers men's and women's. So um, he's obviously got the experience there. So that's that's an interesting thing that I took away. From. Ben, you've got a new boss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, it was, yeah, great, great to see the reaction. But I, you know, for for my yeah, my side, just want to kind of like highlight that, you know, Gordon did an amazing job too. I think some of that was lost when when Jamie is that people call it the best thing since sliced bread for sort of forgetting the fact that, you know, Gordon come in at the, the most. Yeah, I suppose the time. thing is the thing is with Gordon is you know obviously came in you know and literally like was it two weeks after he started it was lockdown and COVID and and, and all that sort of thing and uh, you know he's he he has, has done a fantastic job but no disrespect to Gordon but when he was appointed everyone was like oh who's Gordon Hyde? oh he was the uh, head of county cricket at the ECB you know really experienced and that sort of thing but. It's never going to have the wow factor of bringing back an a, a tr- an ex trophy winning captain to Taunton, to someone who's held you know in really special place in the hearts of the members and the supporters, um, and bang, having him in as now as your uh, as the the figurehead and the, and the top dog at the club. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean it's just only only natural, and it'd be great to great to kind of see how it how it goes. You know, really exciting times for the for the club, but. Uh... Yeah, I did feel a little bit sorry for Gordon on the day of the announcement because uh, everyone sort of said it was the best decision the club's ever made. And sort of, you know, it, Gordon was fun. It is and was it's fantastic. Was fantastic. Chief exec. Harry, are you still with us? You, I see you've taken yeah, yeah, your video I'm off. No, I'm still here. Oh, yeah, Just not go. my good signal in the West Country. What did you think? Uh, what did you make of, uh, of Coxie's appointment, Harry? Yeah, I think, well, yeah, I mean, I think the guys have said before, it, it's a, not easy is the wrong word, but it's easy for someone who's been there and got a good reputation from as a player. Say, Gordon coming at a tough time, um, he was more, I guess he was more of the, the businessman guy, whereas Jamie Cox might be more of a cricket guy, is my interpretation from the outside. But he's very popular, and I think having a hard nosed Aussie at the top might um, help in some respects and I think very exciting and seems like a positive recruitment I just wonder having that experience of being you know a, a trophy winning captain for Somerset and a you know tremendous experienced player is he going to would it be difficult for him to kind of not be in uh, you know be in Sarge's office talking about the cricket side of things more I don't know I, I would imagine the informal chats but I, I you know I guess he's not going to be overly involved in the the cricket side of things if in an official capacity i guess it's an element it's an important element of the role isn't it but you can't have two directors of cricket i mean as you can imagine those are the sorts of questions that we'd ask him and and other candidates so you need to get that delineation of accountability and responsibility right between the person who is overseeing the leadership and administration of the club and the person who's responsible for success on the pitch. But there, there is a relationship between the two and having someone who is credible uh, in both those domains to support the, you know, the voices and perspectives that we have um, across the 
the the board as a whole. I think. Peter, is, can I just say that's the most corporate-sounding sentence we've ever had yeah. on this podcast in about four and a half years? Yeah, well, delineation exactly domains. That. I'm loving it. Keep going. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. As I say, I seem to be doing more with Somerset in the last month, probably than um, than 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 previously. And we, and we don't talk about these things so much because, for most of the listeners, it's not as interesting as um, uh, who's being picked where in the uh, in in the team. The other thing that I would say for would Ben say is that I know quite a lot of people um, at the MCC, and Jamie is hugely popular there as a kind of uh, people person and a motivator and inspirer of. Uh, all the folk around him, so I think he's going to be. Uh, he's, he is going. He is going to be a hard-nosed Aussie. He's also a very engaging and inclusive and inspiring in, individual. So um, yeah, fingers crossed that uh, uh, we're 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 on to the next chapter. Um, Sounds great. Looking forward to it. Then, uh, are you allowed to tell us any of the other candidates, Peter, or is that strictly forbidden under GDPR? No, no, uh, I don't. I definitely can't do that. But I, I, as I say, it was a it was an attractive job, which uh, uh, attracted a lot of uh, uh, highly uh, capable and, and credible people. Interestingly, there are a few chief executive roles um, out um, for advert uh, in the county cricket world at the moment so the aficionados of this aspect of the game um, might want to keep a close eye on what's happening at places like Sussex and Glamorgan and uh, are you suggesting you know, that they're going to get our rejects well I don't know I don't know but there are some really great people who like make a, a significant difference to cricket that's all I'm that's all I'm saying and that's a and that can only be a good thing can't it happy days well you can tell the volume of stuff that we've had to get through because it's half an hour before we're even talking about Shoal Bashir being selected for the England tour to India next month which I'm going to say if you told me there was if there was a young Somerset player you thought had a decent chance of being selected for that India tour it would have been James Rue and Shoal Bashir would have been well, a 50 to 1 shot but selected he is uh, on the back of what it seems to be um, impressing a lot of the right people during the uh, recent Lions spin camp out uh, in uh, the United Arab Emirates um, I saw that I only saw a few clipped up highlights but he looked to be spinning the ball I think he picked up something like 6 for 60 over both innings in, in the match um, yeah yeah I mean, hands up who fell off their chair when they uh, when they saw that one come through a, a week or so ago. I don't think it's... Was it that surprising? Everyone seemed shocked by it, but there aren't many spinners in the county championship. I mean, Jack Carson was another one potentially unlucky. Matt Parkinson couldn't get in the side. Callum Parkinson hasn't done very well. Tom Hartley's a white bowler. Well, about that's Liam a separate Dawson. issue. Well, I chatted to him at the Hampshire game at Taunton at the end of last season, and he was talking about just a franchise opportunity he's fed up of carrying the drinks I massively feel for him he's been the best player in the county championship yeah. bowling and batting this year 12 and yeah, 100 but I, heard, I just I think him and someone, Sam Billings have been mistreated I heard someone in the summer it was about July and someone mentioned to me that if Shah Bashir has a strong end to the season that he could given the the landscape of English spin bowling, he could find himself on the India tour. And that was the first time I had kind of like processed the thought of him 
in playing for England that early, but um, never really thought too much of it. We got an hour embargo on it from the ECB, uh, so we hadn't heard from So you're frantically or... in Photoshop trying to get the, get the <laughs> graphic ready. <laughs> yeah, I was on the phone to our graphic designer about a minute after we get the... So we had only an hour to, to spin around, and it was just one of those really crazy mornings where you just... Think, well, what amazing story that is what journey the guy's been on and he's such a really engaging young man and yeah he's um he'll hold his own out there for sure like i'm sure he'll you know he's got a really strong personality but very very humble and yeah delight for him hmm. well just saying about the sort of the journey that he's been on i mean it's been a relatively short journey but it's been an eventful one i mean he was he was kind of in the wilderness um a year or so ago he was um Sacked off by Surrey, and then he was playing minors for Berkshire, I think, was it? And then took a, took a bag against Somerset under-18s, I think. Got invited for a couple of second-11 games. And the rest is history. But I think he's... Um, cricket Twitter was so salty about it as well. That was brilliant. But a, a lot of people have, have said that yeah, he's a guy who's who's potentially got all the attributes to be a very very good spin bowler, and it's difficult to argue with that because he has. I had flashbacks to a tour of uh, uh, Australia where uh, Mason Crane was picked mm. over Jack Leach, and we all got a bit salty and cross about um, them not taking this really great off spinner of ours for some leggy who had you know a lot of potential but had never really sort of proved themselves so this is a kind of somerset hampshire uh, story in reverse uh, for me and uh, all the better for it really if we had liam dawson in the after season he just had and hampshire had showed bashir and england picked bashir after 10 wickets at 67 <laughs> we'd have been absolutely up in arms wouldn't we so i think i mean i yeah i i'm delighted for bashir but i can see why there was skepticism on twitter for sure yeah, I mean, Gibbo, you've probably seen every ball that that he's bowled this this season. I have. How this how, uh, how shocked were you at his inclusion? I was surprised. I have to say, um, I mean, he's a good bowler. He varies his pace nicely. He doesn't flight it very much, um, and he hasn't, apart from his debut at Chelmsford, he hasn't really operated on a pitch that's offering him any help. So it's hard to judge, you know, the extent of of his potency as as an off spinner on a turning pitch, but um, yeah, he's a he's a, he's a lovely guy. Um, he won't be in the Somerset team at the start of the county championship. He's back in India by by then because Jack Leach will be our only spinner. Which you know you can't play two spinners on early season pitches in in the county championship. I just I just hope he hasn't been picked too soon. You know, Mason Crane is a good example of Peter. Uh, uh, quoted, I mean, Mason Crane was you know the next bis- big thing, and his career has really almost gone downhill since 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 then. And I, you know, it'll be good experience for him, but I hope he doesn't get exposed to too much pressure from those Indian batsmen because they could do career damaging harm to his confidence and and uh, you know, his 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 future. So yeah, great, great for sure. And um, let's hope it works out well. Would he have been better off going on the Lions tour and and playing all the games? Yeah, uh, probably. 
but who knows? But anyway, surprise. Yeah, well, I mean, if there's one thing this England team is, it's full of surprises. So don't be, don't be shocked to see. Uh, I mean, they are gonna. They can't only just play Jack Leach. Um, Rian Ahmed, you you suppose would be number two, but I mean, I tell you what would be interesting for me is if you know Jack Leach is coming off a back up. He, I don't think he's no, he hasn't played a a, a game since that. Could potentially be a bit of an injury risk. So who do England go with if you know Jack pulls up lame first morning of that first Test match? Could be interesting. Rian Ahmed, Rian Ahmed and Shoah Bashir potentially with Tom Hartley. Who a, knows? A former Hartley England selector Ahmed. said that Rian Ahmed is a better batsman than he is a bowler. Yeah, I can't disagree. Yeah, with that. I agree. Yeah, I, don't I think Bashir will be ahead of Hartley. I think Hartley's yeah, more of a white ball bowler who can whack it. Hartley surprises me just as much as as Bashir. Yeah. Because, I mean, he, you know, he, he bowled against us at Taunton and at Old Trafford and didn't look anything special at all. Yeah, but then, you know, they're looking obviously looking for a tall off spinner. <laughs> They've got two of them yeah. now. Casting a wide net. Um, yeah. Right. Conscious that time's ticking along then. Almost equally as, as surprising um, are the two, or well, at least one of the Somerset pair who are in the Lions squad, which is uh, off to India as well. Obviously, James Rue was an absolute shoo But Casey Aldridge... Uh, again, was a was a surprise name. I guess like um, like Bash, he's got all those raw attributes to be potentially a fantastic cricketer. We obviously know what uh, uh, he is. He's a um, genuine all rounder. I mean, I don't think anybody would forget that that spectacular hundred he made up at Lancashire. You know, against that uh, Sterling attack. I've been trying to forget <laughs> it ever since. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, I mean, uh, just just joking aside, yeah, he has made runs uh, at other times during the season, and uh, I'm sure we'll be uh, um, applauding his first, I'll say, genuine first class hundred at some time during the summer. But yeah, big tall. I mean, you don't realise what an absolute unit he is until you're kind of stood next to him. He is a big lad. Um, he is. And, he's um, a very, very good cricketer. Yeah. What he isn't yet is a match-winning fast bowler. Correct. And that's what he needs to be. That's what he should be focusing on. Batting is a sort of optional extra. If he's going to make a real mark in cricket, it'll, it will be as a fast bowler. And I'd, I'd like to see him focusing more on that and less on his batting. Could you potentially see him going the way of somebody like Steve Smith and starting off as a bowling all-rounder and just having his batting kind of take off? I don't see any reason why not. Well, yeah, possibly, but there there are an awful lot of cricketers in that same category, and what what we lack at the moment are genuine fast bowlers who are going to go through, you know, going to take five wickets and win you the game, win you the game of cricket, even at county level. He hasn't done that yet, you know. Craig Overton, in those terms, is streets streets ahead of him because he is a match winning bowler, and Casey Aldridge needs to prove that he can do do the same, and I think that's much much more important than the runs that he scores but he is you know as an all-round cricketer mm -hmm. that catch in, in the blast final was absolutely you know brilliant catch he's a great team man he's a lovely bloke but he needs that point of difference that usb and that's yeah. as a fast yeah i think a better comparison would be jamie overton you look at the way he bowled quick got wickets with short wide balls often i remember he got five from the t20 blast i was thinking the most expensive five from blast history Aldridge can still bowl quick and hopefully his bowling will improve but I think you see Jamie get his 
big runs in the test arena and batting at four in T20 Blast. I think that's where Case Shoulders could potentially end up. But, you know, hopefully he keeps improving with bat and ball. But, we'll see. Our leader has left us. Oh, he's come back. I think he had a good 2023, didn't he? I think he's a better player now than he was 12 months ago. Oh, um, definitely. And, and I think that, you know, he... You know, he just needs that maybe extra yard of pace, maybe, would that be yeah, fair to say? Absolutely. Absolutely. But just needs to bend his back a bit more. He, he, you know, he looks lovely and and fluent and rhythmical, but he just doesn't have that sort of devil that you need to be a really top class fast bowler. I know as 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 he was growing through the academy and into the that they did see him as Craig Overton sort of junior era power and whatever you want to call it but I think that he's he has been moulded in that sort of Craig Overton type um, but the potential is there for sure As a side point I wonder as well if he's potentially a future captain for Somerset as well um, just thinking about you know Dixon or Craig whoever takes over probably won't be captain for too many years and at that point unless Casey is playing for England Casey might be the natural kind of homegrown, relatively young player to then take over the job. Um, and I, I think he has captained the second eleven a bit as well. So um, that's just, yeah, that's another element potentially to his game in the future. He might be batter, star batter, star bowler and our captain as well. Yeah, first first team could take over in January, eight. you never know. Wasn't he first team captain in year eight at Millfield or something ridiculous? So that's a great accolade. You are such a badger, Harry. That is ridiculous knowledge. <laughs> so I mean yeah he's definitely got the capabilities I'm oh. a big fan of Casey right we've done yeah, 45 minutes now and I've ticked off five uh, items on my agenda next one uh, we're going to blow our own trumpet always look on the bright side of life if you don't follow us on Twitter we've been nominated or shortlisted rather in the uh, best cricket podcast category at the sports podcast awards so uh, have a look at our Twitter at Somerset podcast or our Facebook page and there's the link uh, for you to uh, pop along and vote on there, it is done by the public vote. So please do, uh, please do vote. Please do set up several different email addresses, and use several different devices to vote as many times as you can. Have we, have we all voted, guys? Yep. Excellent stuff. Good, good, good. Right, what are we on to next? Will Sutherland, our new overseas player. That uh, um, you mentioned, I think, on the last pod, Gibber, that you'd uh, your choice would be a guy in the profile of uh, Will Sutherland, a young, <laughs> up-and-coming, raw, overseas Australian fast bowler. So I presume you're absolutely ecstatic with the uh, the signing of of young Will Sutherland. Yeah, I think he's a he's a he's a good bet. He, he I've only seen him on on the television uh, bowling and batting for the Melbourne Renegades, I think, isn't it? And he he reminds me very much what little I've seen in him so far Craig Overton you know he's six foot five inches tall he's raw boned he, he's got long levers and you know he, he hits the pitch hard and hits the ball hard I think I think he's a good signing but I do think that we um, you know we need another overseas to reinforce the batting and I, I regret having to say that because I'm a great believer in you know, bringing on homegrown talent. But I saw that, I noticed that Matt Renshaw got some runs today. Um, it, all right, in the in the, um, in the uh, 20 over competition. But, um, you know, he's... He got 100 for the Prime Ministers as well. Yeah. The, the Prime Minister's 11, whatever they call it, they got 100 for them as well. 
But did you also see that another Matt has gone unsold in the IPL auction? Meaning he yeah, is now that. free in uh, got... May and April and May. Of course, Matt Henry yeah. we're talking about. So I presume that was the only barrier to his return to Taunton and the, the deal has now been done. It's been faxed over between Taunton and... Uh, Wellington or Christchurch or wherever he is in New Zealand and uh, Ben's got the tweet ready to go tomorrow morning no I don't think so uh, it'd be nice but it would be nice I mean uh, you know but what about Renshaw Ben has, has he been mentioned in dispatches at all no no I've, I've not heard anything in, it, in any guys of, of another overseas appointment he's, I he's, think he's two seasons with us isn't he very popular, yeah. I mean, he, he was very different. Stint one through to stint two, very different character. Um, was very raw in stint one, and yeah. stint two he'd matured a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he was just yeah superb off the pitch, and yeah, he always he always scored. The, he, he was brilliant that first stint, wasn't he? And he was he was good in the second stint, but that first stint he was uh, exceptional. Um, so yeah, it'd yeah, be an interesting. That catch he took at, at the Oval. The Oval, yeah, the full-length one at Gully. That was an absolute specky. One of the best catches I've ever seen. They need, we just need to, they just need to go with... They need to decide whether it's a batter or a bowler, really, don't they? You know, last year, they went with the two bowlers. Whether they go with one of each now or, or go all out on the, the bowling. Well, I think it's, it's, it's got to be difficult to get... Uh, anybody as uh, who would excite the membership more than uh, getting Matt Henry back so it would uh, it's going to be a difficult one I mean I think we, we I mean we talked previously when we were talking about the captaincy about the the batting down sort of five to eight and or you know eight to nine or whatever and um, I I don't want us to sign an overseas just for signing an overseas sake just for the sake of signing an overseas just because you know the money might be sitting there, might be in the budget or whatever, I think we, you know, if there's the a genuine player out there who we think genuinely improves the, the players that we've got and is better than what we've got as well, and isn't going to potentially keep Lewis Goldsworthy, just in his example, in the second eleven for a year when he needs to be playing. Likewise with Tom Banton, who's He's probably four years behind in where his championship cricket needs to be because of COVID and getting called up for England squads and this, that and the other. Um, you know, I think there's got to be a massively rock-solid cricket case um, for getting whichever overseas we get get next. And I hope it's just not one for, you know, just for the sake of signing one. The, um, the clash with the yeah. T20 World Cup is a particular challenge isn't it um, yeah. this year and I think as, as a club we've tried not to be the sort of place where we bring people in for four weeks and then bring someone else in for another couple of weeks and, and, and so there's there's a desirability to find people who you can integrate over a reasonable period of time on the one hand and that sits with on, the culture of the, the club as well doesn't it yeah, yeah but on the other hand um, if we really want to push hard for the county championship then finding someone who can really do it for us in those four day games without being too distracted by are they a multi-format sign in or not you know you, you, you've got to weigh those two things up 
um, one against the other. So, so there's another slightly kind of corporate analytical answer to you for you, and 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 I don't I I don't know which way I would go if I had any influence over it whatsoever. I I might be tempted to think, you know, who can really get us off to a flying start um, for once in the four day and really sort of strengthen the team in a in in a material way so that we don't you know go into the summer feeling that um, we're chasing uh we're chasing that uh yeah or we're, we're, we're not chasing the trophy because we haven't done well enough in the first half of the season which has been the sort of pattern yeah. for I a mean, you look at the years, well, first game this season is kent away that's that you know that's almost a if you're going to challenge for the title you've got to be you know beating sides like no disrespect to kent but beating sides like kent um and then sorry um obviously our first two games are away next season just to give the picture a week or so more to to recover from the drainage work that's being carried out, and it'd be a Kent away, Surrey away. You think win those two? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Is I mean, and we did look a massively different side when when Matt Henry was in it. Matt Henry didn't come in for what three four games after the season had started. We totally transformed us overnight, which is why I'm thinking. You know, seriously, let's move heaven and earth. Start a bloody crowdfunder, you know, donate blood, whatever you need to do, you know, to get Matt Henry over here for for the start of the twenty twenty four season. We did have a good chance of beating Surrey at the Oval. We did a couple of years ago. He threw it away rather when Tom Abel got got out in the second innings when we were well placed. So I wouldn't, you know, it's, it's not impossible, but I absolutely agree with Peter. We have got to get off to a good start in the county championship. We need to hit the ground running, and we haven't in the last right. two, two or three seasons. And that has set us right back, and it's been not exactly a battle for survival, but you know, we were never going to win the county championship after the, the first month and a half of the last two seasons. So that kind of brings me on to my, my next point of, of just a list that we don't seem to be getting through after done. We've still got the quiz to do, it's only ten questions, but we still gotta do it annual Christmas tradition. Um we have a new CEO, we're gonna have a new captain, we've got a new head head uh, grounds person. Does that mean we could potentially be looking at a change of approach? I'm thinking a change of pitches. I'm thinking again oh, about talking about not necessarily a return to cider or bad, but certainly a return trying to get some life into the pitches and get them to be a little bit more conducive to um, exciting cricket because they have been so. a little bit flat over the last mm. couple of seasons don't think it's unfair to say and um, we were challenging for the championship when uh, we were playing on pitches that, that suited our cricket and well, now we've got the two best spinners in the country. Surely we can go back to Sidra bat. Absolutely. Well, why not? Why not? ECB must have changed their tune. Happy yeah. days. Let it spin again. Good. Right. Tick that. We're done on that. Right. Should we break and do the quiz then? Have you got pen and paper ready? Yeah. Got Microsoft Word. I've seen that. That'll do. Yeah. That'll oh. do. Well, to be honest, it doesn't really matter anyway. Right. Gibbo's gone off to, to get ready. Would you like please, 30 please. questions for the last the last one? I think it was something stupid like that, and then. Uh, well, uh, hang on. I did the same number you did. Yeah. I set the quiz last year, but I did what you did, so don't blame me. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, as as reigning champion, it's uh, it's me, my turn to do the qu the questions this year. So um, we go right. Oh, are I we ready? That. Are we ready, everybody? I'm going to fire. Deliberately through... lose, so we don't do the. I'm going to fire through these. Right. 
Um, question one. Uh, James Rue obviously scored the most runs for Somerset across all three formats. Who was the second highest leading run scorer for Somerset across all three formats in 2023? And then question two, which we'll do together, is the same but with wickets. Obviously, Matt Henry took the most. Who took the second most across all three formats? I don't want to pause the recording because I, I might break it, so I'm just going to leave it. And then uh, I might just uh, talk amongst ourselves. Right, so we go into question three then, because these are these are fairly easy to get. Um, right now, who scored the most the most runs over all three formats between Sean Dixon and Tom Abel? And there is only two runs in it. So who scored more runs for Somerset in all three formats over in 2023? Was it Sean Dixon or Tom Abel? And there is only two runs in it. Question number four. This is a question, a sport one. That's off our screens now, so I'm resurrecting this. What happened next? It's the fifth ball of the 63rd over in Somerset's first innings against Kent at home. Jazz Singh bowls to Lewis Goldsworthy. What happens next? So it's the fifth ball of the 63rd over, Somerset's first innings against Kent. Jazz Singh bowls to Lewis Goldsworthy. What happens next? No quickly finding the stream and zooming it up to where that ball is. What happens next? And I'm looking for two things. Question five. Which former Somerset player smashed a window of the county room this year? That was question five. At last is one I know. <laughs> oh, come on, Mr. President. You should know these. Question six. How many Somerset players were selected in full England squads in 2023? How many Somerset players were selected in full England squads in 2023? So as in the selection of the squad happened in Yes, the squad was announced in 2023. Yeah. Um, question seven. How did Somerset County Cricket Club cause controversy on April the 10th? 2023 how did somerset ccc cause controversy on april the 10th 2023 uh, it must be eight o'clock it is <laughs> i'm gonna have to go in a minute <laughs> i don't blame you Gibber. We're, we're cracking on here uh question eight what was the result of the women's one day international between england and australia played at the county ground this year and I'll give you I'll give you ten percent margin of error on that one, or maybe twenty, depending on how I'm feeling. So, what was the result of the women's ODI held at Taunton this year? Question nine: How many players passed fifty in the county championship for Somerset this year? Was it twelve, thirteen, or fourteen? So, how many players scored a fifty for Somerset? At least fifty for Somerset in uh, single innings in the championship in 2023 and the final question who hit more sixes in the championship in 2023 Shoa Bashir or Tom Lamanby who hit more sixes in the championship in 2023 Shoa Bashir or Tom Lamanby right are we done do we need any repeating no 
we all done there. Right. Uh, so the second most running, uh, second leading run score for Somerset across all three formats was. TKC. It was TKC, uh, one thousand two hundred twenty-four uh, in the uh, championship and the uh, the blast four eighty-nine in the blast seven thirty-five in the championship and the second leading most wicket taker. Overton. Gregory. Uh, no. I went Gregory. It was Gregory. Thirty-four in the championship, fifteen in the blast. Craig had twenty-six in the championship, eighteen in the blast. So forty-nine for Gregory. Uh, 44 for Overton and uh, question 3 who scored the more more runs Tom uh, Tom Dixon, Sean Dixon or Tom Abel I've got Dixon but it's probably wrong it is wrong, it was uh, yeah, Tom Abel Abel 934 Dixon 932 it's a good question right, what happened next then that, with that Lewis Goldsworthy one is a toe of the bat onto the stumps, wasn't it? Given not out. No ball. No ball. Yeah. Did you give so it? You Lewis chat, Goldsworthy. Yeah. Uh, he hits the ball. His bat breaks. Broke. The broken bit of the bat knocks the bail off. He would have been out, but it was a no ball. So you get a point for the bat breaking and a break hit the stumps and a point for the no ball. And the MCC tweeted out, didn't they? <laughs> they did. They love doing that, don't yeah, they? they? When there's a uh, yeah. Um. Well, that's controversial. Right. Well, then, Pete, who broke a window in the county room? Jamie yeah, Overton. Jay it was Jamie, Jamie Overton. Just, just missed me. The Overton window. <laughs> Correct. Right. You can have a point for each on these. How many Somerset players were selected in full England squads in 2023? At Jack least Beach. three. Four, I've got. Yeah, I said three. Four. Beach, yeah, Abel uh, was selected for that tour of Bangladesh, oh, which he had to pull out of. TKC in the ODIs against Ireland. Uh, Leach, in, obviously, in the Ashes, and again for India, and then Bashir for India as well. Three. Right, seven. Four. How did Somerset CCC cause controversy on April the 10th this year? Maybe not controversy. Is it after the again? I couldn't think of it. Is it not to do with our... The the pitch no nothing to do with the pitch. the pitch well was it um i i didn't put this but i've just thought of it is it the announcement of the two kits for the blast it is the announcement oh, of the batting and bowling yeah. kits for the vitality blast and uh well and uh, right question number eight then what was the result of the women's one day international i'll give you to within 10 runs if you get it england batted first I can't remember. yeah and it was raining yeah, out, so i hope Everyone's got DLS on the end of their <laughs> results. No. Yeah, I was there, and I can't remember the exact. England, why? Well, I, I was so, so was I. Harry, I had to look. England won by sixty-nine runs on Duckworth Lewis. So if you've got anywhere between fifty and eighty runs, oh, I put sixty. Oh, I put, there you are. Yeah, you can oh, have the point. Well, I, I put fifty exactly, so I can have the point. Yeah, you can have them anywhere. Between, yeah, fifty and eighty on DLS. That's fine. And I then I completely guess. How many players scored 50s for Somerset in the Championship? 12, 13 or 14? It was 14. Who mm. got that? Uh, if you want the list, it's Rue Best, Goldsworthy. Uh, Rue Best, Goldsworthy, Aldridge, TKC, Gregory, Abel, Barlett, Lowenby, Wagner, Dixon, Overton, Henry and Davey. And lastly, who hit the most oh, more sixes? Who hit more sixes, Bashir or Lowenby? 
bash big bash Bashir, yeah three to two so there we go right who so who's going to be quiz champion this year right uh so i make that uh so we got four points for that one two points for that one so that's one four so that should be out of 14 and we didn't do you get two for a correct answer then? Oh no, you get two you get two for the Lewis Goldsworthy hit wicket one, so I need broken bat hit stumps and given or out for the no ball. And then there was uh four for the Somerset players selected. So that should be out of fourteen altogether. Right, Harry, how how many for you? Oh, I'm trying to lose, so I don't have to do the quiz next year. <laughs> Eight. Eight. <laughs> ben Nine for me. Nine. Sorry, yes. So <laughs> Unlucky, Ben. Give out. Eight. Eight. Dan. Ten. Ten. There you go. And Peter, how many for you? No. Uh, nine. Nice. <laughs> nine and a half, Dan. Well done, Dan. Nine. <laughs> 2023, always look at the bright side of life, quiz champion. Look forward to your setting the uh, setting the questions this time next year. Right. Uh, right. Like let's. Alternating. Right, let's quickly um, go through what else we got because we've been on for now. Oh, Christ, an hour and five minutes. I'm surprised anyone's still asleep. Right, uh, there's going to be a I'm Members' gonna... Day at the club on January the 15th. Members' Open Day. Look at the website for that one. Ben, you and Lewis Gregory, trophy winning captains for Somerset this year. Talk us through it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a proud moment for me. Um, indoor champions. It's on the Gazette. Richard Wilde published a story about it on the Somerset County Gazette. If, if anyone wants more information, <laughs> is there going to be a, a like a, an event at the ground like there was after we we won the blast, or are you going for something a bit more low key? I, I, I've got I've got a trophy, yeah. So I've I put it up against the Vitality Blast in the office. So <laughs> <laughs> well done. Can you just? I tell you what. When you get when you go in tomorrow, just put the like carefully place the blast trophy in a bin and just take a picture of yours kind of up on the thing next to it, just to. Uh, Oh, that'd be cracking. Um, uh, Tom Curran's a dick. Did we all see that uh, on social media today? Yes. I, I don't think we need to uh, elaborate on that. I Tom think Curran. we knew that already, didn't we? Tom Curran's yeah. an absolute cock, so peasant, we don't need to do peasant. that. Um, oh, okay. off the pitch, Ben, The uh, I've got the Business of Cricket Awards winners to discuss. So we did quite well at that awards. Is it three awards that we won over the various categories? Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of nominations in the shortlisting as well. So, yeah kind of um yeah big big credit to sarah trunks who took home the really coveted um mvp um award on the on the evening she's done an incredible job for for a, for a number of years so yeah very well deserved award for sarah um there was some recognition on our work with transforming the women's game and our membership campaign our region writers won the digital campaign of the have year we filled award. in all the postcode areas yet have we are we no, we're getting there. We got a big month in January, but uh, yeah, it's, it's going well. Membership, yeah, membership well, I've got, sales I've are got up. Twelve covered, so don't need to worry about that. Um, <laughs> oh, great stuff! The well membership done. is going really well, so uh, yeah, it's good, good, good positive signs heading into the new year. Brilliant stuff. Well done to all the uh, behind the scenes uh, staff for Somerset for that. Um, great, obviously, again to see the players off to Musgrove Park for their annual. Um, uh, Christmas uh, uh, Christmas visit there to the to the children's ward. Um, I 
Yeah, I, we, you needed to put almost a trigger warning on there because Ben Green was in the Stumpy outfit, and I, I'd say I was watching it next to my little girl Layla, and if she found out that obviously Stumpy was, you know, not a real dragon, it would have been uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit awkward. So I managed to avoid that, thank goodness. Um, yeah, we caught up a li- little Bodie again, bless him. And uh, how's but he doing? He, he's doing really well actually. He was in for physio rather than anything sort of um, permanent. Yeah, he's 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 doing well. Um, growing a lot of hair since we last caught up with him and he's been doing all-stars cricket and all sorts of stuff so yeah he loves it bless him absolutely brilliant if you're not familiar with Bodhi he's uh, almost the the unofficial mascot of the the T20 team this year TKC grabbed him out the crowd and uh, he celebrated with the team it was a really uh, lovely and uh, and, and touching moment and uh, finally we're just going to question for Sir Pete obviously yeah and your shrub soul has retired and there we've uh, talked about what tributes and uh, whatnot we could uh, be doing at the ground for for her as a as a permanent I don't want to say memorial but uh, I obviously forget the exact word is but uh, what's on the cards Pete if uh, if anything or should we, we I suppose it needs to be taken to a, a sort of a board meeting and officially proposed I guess does it yeah well I would just say watch the space it's a it's a it's a great idea and idea. an observation and everything we've said about growing the women's game alongside the uh the men's it's a it's a proposal that has has credibility from my point of view so let's see what we can do with it fantastic watch this space well yeah we'll uh we wholeheartedly support any uh any um fixtures i don't say fixtures what's the actual word for it not a, it's not a memorial because she's not dead it's uh a tribute mm. or a what do you call it? When you name a stand after someone, there's a word for it. There's got to be a word. Recognition. Recognition. Yeah, an official permanent recognition uh, to the fantastic career of Anya Shrubso, which uh, ended this year uh, winning the uh, other competition with uh, with the Southern Brave. Hour and ten minutes, and Don Topley's not even on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do we have uh, do we have any other business? Uh, I think I think I'm done. There's a, there's a few things that I think are worthy of discussion, but we'll uh, to give them the time that they need to be uh, f- discussed in properly. We'll uh, we'll put those off to the new year. So everybody got all their Christmas shopping done? Yep. Yeah. Well, if you if you haven't, there's plenty of these shirts in the shop. So uh, <laughs> try early to avoid disappointment. I've only got the one. <laughs> Quite a few uh, to shift. <laughs> well, I'm sure happy there'll be. A, I'm sure there'll be a late. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. No, Merry, any, happy no, Christmas. no more bus- any other business. I don't think there is after. A, yep. I think we've got through everything. Happy days, right? Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, I probably guess I'll catch up with most of you guys next at the uh, the members open day, uh, January the fifteenth. Uh, register your interest now via email, and uh, it should be an email in your inbox. Uh, for that one, anything new on this one, Ben? Have we got, have we had the, the old tour last year? Anything? Oh, we have got something up our sleeve, but I I shouldn't reveal it. Oh, Ooh. watch this space. Well, don't spoil the surprise, and uh, we'll be uh, it'll all be all will be revealed on the on the fifteenth of January. Great stuff. Right, Merry Christmas, everybody, and uh, don't forget to vote for us on the the Sports Social Podcast Awards. Is that what it's called? I can't remember what it's called now. You can put in right. multiple different emails and names. Of yeah, teams, just so. just go nuts. We'll uh, and if uh, if we don't win, we'll uh, we'll just take a leaf out of Donald Trump's book and uh, storm their headquarters with uh, 
dressed up as shaman and and whatnot and uh anyway merry christmas everybody celebrate the birth of marcus the scothic uh well and we'll catch you in the new year cheers